0: hi thanks for tuning in to holy spirit feed i'm jen johnson i'm excited to share what god has been showing me i'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what holy spirit has for you hey everyone welcome back conjunction junction what's your function so conjunctions are all about joining things together they're words so examples of conjunctions are and but because these are words that connect conjunctions link words and phrases together to form sentences so what's your function we're not going to talk about conjunctions today as you may have guessed but the title of this podcast comes from an old show called schoolhouse rock if you're too young to know what that is just youtube it you'll learn a lot But today, we're going to be talking about your function, your purpose. What are you here for? We are all busy doing all kinds of things, but are we doing the main thing? Sometimes we just need to stop and evaluate. Are we on task, on purpose, on point? If not, you may be doing a bunch of stuff, but if it's not the stuff God wants you to be doing at this time in this season, if that's the case, then you are not about your father's business. We're going to read Luke 2, verses 41 through 52. This is a story of Jesus being about his father's business. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. All right, so let's dig into this passage and pick out what God wants us to notice here. Notice they went every year and Jesus was 12 at this point. So he knew the routine. He knew he was supposed to stay with the group and go back with them. But he chose to stay behind and be about his father's business. He was willing to risk getting into trouble He risked not being with his friends. He risked being thought of as weird for not going with the status quo, but he didn't care. What he cared about was being about his father's business in his father's house. He not only made it a priority, he was willing to risk a number of repercussions to do it. What are you willing to risk in order to be about your father's business? And I think we need to note what the payoff was for following the father 100%. In verse 52, again, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Make no mistake, God is a God of reward. There is a huge payoff for following God all in, leaving everything on the field, holding nothing back. So I said right before we read this passage in Luke 2, sometimes we need to stop and evaluate, you know, are we on task? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? And if not... You may be doing a bunch of stuff, but it's not the stuff that God wants you to be doing right now. Then it may be that you are not about your father's business. If we're not about our father's business, then whose business are we about? Luke 11, verse 23, this is Jesus speaking. He says, whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. You know, this verse is serious. It's actually a wake-up call verse. Like, hey, if you're not on God's point, his task about his business, then you are actually working against him, against kingdom purposes. You know, the enemy doesn't really care what you do as long as you aren't doing what God wants. If he can get you distracted, he's done his job. When we forget the main thing, the reason why, that center of it all thing, we lose sight of our function and we realize we're doing a whole lot of nothing. If that's the case, then we need to get back on track. And that's why we're talking about this today. In general, we are all here to glorify God. Isaiah 43, 7, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. We all have specific ways of doing that, of glorifying God. But we also all have basic, general ways that we bring glory to God. First and foremost, we glorify him through relationship with him. That has to be number one or better said, he is at the center of everything. Now, I know it's easy to say that, but putting some feet to that is a whole other subject. We all structure our lives in a certain format, whether we realize it or not. We all have certain priorities. You know, some believers would say, oh, it's God first, then maybe a spouse, family, work. But as I said before, a better way to view it is as God at the center, center stage of everything, and everything else flows from Him. When we look at it that way, things become more clear. There are so many different directions a message or a podcast could go on function and purpose. But for today, I felt like one of the things God wanted us to focus on in regards to our purpose was bringing heaven to earth. Matthew 6, 9 through 10 is a very common verse. It's part of the Lord's Prayer. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As believers, we've heard that many times. We've said it many times. But do we really mean it? Because if we do, then it has to be God at the center, or it's just lip service. We have to be willing to partner with him to bring heaven to earth, to bring his will here. If God is at the center of it all, then everything we do, every place we go, every person we encounter, we should be bringing a piece of God, a piece of heaven. You know, when my kids were little, um, this got on my nerves a lot, I guess, so it's a pet peeve, Um, but they would like go to the bathroom and then they would leave it just a complete mess. You know, before they went in there, like the hand towel would be folded neatly on the rack and the sink would be clean. the hand soap was on the counter, and the toilet paper was on the roll, facing the proper way, of course, because we all know that that matters, with the paper coming out from underneath, not the top. It's really important. (laughs) Everybody knows that, right? But then they would come out, and it looked like a tornado hit it. The towels would be on the floor, the hand soap would be backwards, or the hand soap would be like there would be hand soap all over the sink and the toilet paper would be gone, you know, clearly the bathroom was not ready for the next person. So I always taught them when you walk out of the bathroom, it better be ready for the next person, either in the same condition as when you got there. But I actually prefer and I would tell them it should be in better condition than when you walked in there. You know, if the sink was a little dirty, wipe it up. If the hand soap was in the wrong place, put it back. You know, leave it better for the next person. And that same concept, it really applies throughout the whole house, the living room, the kitchen. You know, like, did you leave your shoes in the walkway? Did you leave barbecue sauce on the stove? Use the last paper towel, then replace the roll, right? Come on, parents, can I get an amen? Leave it better for the next person. And this concept is truly a kingdom concept. We're going to read 1 Kings chapter 10. We're going to read verses 1 through 9, and this is the story of the Queen of Sheba and Solomon. When the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship to the Lord, she came to test Solomon with hard questions. Arriving at Jerusalem with a great caravan, with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold and precious stones, she came to Solomon and talked with him about all that she had on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, his cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true, but I did not believe these things until I came and saw it with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told to me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your people must be! How happy your officials, who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom! praise be to the lord your god who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of israel because of the lord's eternal love for israel he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness all right let's talk about that passage first off solomon was doing some awesome stuff so people were talking about it they weren't talking about his mistakes or his downfalls i'm sure he wasn't perfect They were talking about the good things. The Queen of Sheba came to see it with her own eyes. She was a queen, no stranger to wealth and excellence, right? But when she saw the palace, the food, the servants' outfits, the offerings, she was overwhelmed. When people see what God's people, believers, are doing to make this world better, or our families, our workplaces, the marketplace, schools, the businesses that we go into— they should be overwhelmed when they see what God's people are doing. It should far exceed their expectations. You know, and she says, praise be to the Lord, your God. When people see us representing or representing Jesus, they cannot help but praise the Lord. Come on, that brings glory to him. And you know what? I have a strong feeling that if Solomon were living in today's times, For sure, he would leave the bathroom better than it was when he walked in there. Come on. (laughs) It would definitely be ready for the next person. You know, we are here to leave things better than they were when we came into the picture. When you go to work, you're not just there to punch a clock and get a paycheck. In Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So, what does that mean? Figure out a way to solve a data entry problem so every person at your workplace can work more efficiently. Or at your school, be the person that volunteers to help the teacher with something. Get a creative strategy from the Lord to help your neighbor Or tell the cashier at the gas station that they're making a difference and smile at them. Every interaction you have with people should leave them in a better state. That's how it was with Jesus. It's the same for us. It's a part of our mandate as believers to leave it better than when we got there. We are bringing the spirit of the living God with us. We should be able to do a number of things in every situation we enter into, at a minimum We ought to be able to lift a mood of a wore-out mom at the grocery store lugging around five kids, right? To put a smile on the UPS driver's face by telling them that they're doing a great job by getting those packages where they need to go and much, much more. If we can shift our mindset from how can this experience or this job or this store or restaurant help me to... It's part of my purpose to make every place I go, every person I talk to, everything I put my hand to better than it would have been had I not been there or been on that team or worked at that job or gone into that business or coached that team or fill in the blank for your life. In Deuteronomy 15, this passage is talking about the Israelites being generous and canceling debts and giving to those in need. And then in verse 10, It says, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. You know, side note, what if every day you wake up and you declare, I will be generous to others and God will bless all my work and everything I put my hand to. What if you just did that? Like every day you woke up and you declared that. I will be generous to others. God will bless my work. I challenge you to do that for a week straight and then back it up. Be generous, not, with, not just with money, but with encouragement and kind words. Show honor and value to others and just see what the results are. We carry resurrection life, not just for raising dead people, but also raising attitudes up, broken marriages, bad grades, sour faces, replacing sarcasm with hope. This is why Jesus came, so we could live a life like he did, and even greater. Luke 4, verses 18 and 19. This is Jesus, and he goes to the synagogue, and they give him a scroll to read, and this is what he reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Scroll drop. Jesus drops the scroll and he walks out. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not what happens. (laughs) It says that he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the dude and then sat down. But a scroll drop, that would have been pretty cool right there, huh? He's referencing Isaiah 61 verse 1. And, you know, we were created for this as well, to set captives free through the power of Jesus, sharing what God gave us with others, making every situation better. You know, we're talking about what's our function. So let's do an activation and just ask Holy Spirit to speak into this. This is going to be kind of a general activation. So we're going to ask Holy Spirit a few questions. Just wait for him to pinpoint something. He may show you something about your work, a group of people you're involved in, maybe a person that you know. Just be open and hang in there until he shows you something and he highlights something, okay? You might want to close your eyes. just helps you to set aside any distractions. Holy Spirit, what is my function right now? Who do you want me to reach out to? Who can I help and how can I make things better? What else do you want to show me about that? Make sure you take some time later on if you need to and just go back through this activation again. Just focus on asking the Lord, what is your function and what does he want you doing right now? Like we said, reevaluating the things that you're doing and are you making him the main thing? Um, So as I wrap up, just thinking about this, conjunctions are all about joining things together, those linking words and phrases that connect to form sentences, right? So we are all here to connect people to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are conduits. We are conjunctions. So know your function. Connecting people to God, releasing heaven on earth, and for heaven's sake, leave the bathroom ready for the next person. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to get that in one more time. In speaking of being a conjunction and linking people to the Lord, if you know of anyone who could benefit from this podcast, please give it a five-star review and share it with someone. The word never returns void. Our part is to ask the Lord who to share podcasts with, scriptures, encouraging messages, and share them. You never regret sharing something positive with a friend, but sometimes we regret not sharing things or just a missed opportunity to spread the gospel, to set the captives free, like that verse we talked about, be the conjunction to someone that you know today. That's your function. All right, hope you enjoyed this episode. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed.